Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, and I am late. I am two minutes late, and honestly, I got lost in updating my goals spreadsheet this morning. I was collecting all the metrics, admiring what you and I are doing uh, in the collection of one rental at a time. Uh, I'll just tell you right now, we did nine more deals as a community. I think that is awesome. Please keep sharing your wins. Uh, please keep sending me those direct messages. I uh, I feed off of that positive energy. I know that uh, Dion, Matt, and all of my experts like doing what we're doing, but we love to hear from you when something we share, talk about, helps you. So So keep that up. On that front, we got another... Congratulations going out. This one is going out to the family that uh, on Instagram is called Flip and Hold Family. Uh, the Flip and Hold Family, your card is going out. I think you got a deal like a month ago. So I think this is your second one. Uh, I actually don't track them, but uh, I think that's true. So congratulations, you are getting your next deal. A couple of quick things, seeing as I was just in my goal spreadsheet, uh, everything is going pretty good except... Course sales, uh, not a lot of course sales. We had some free ones last week. And the Facebook group actually grew zero. So if you are a course member and, of course, you have Facebook, do me a favor, ask to join. I would love to get over 1,000. Uh, we are currently stuck at 996 after getting zero additions last week. This is probably because I don't talk about it a lot. I don't like to be that kind of, I don't know, I always thought it was pushy or tacky. Uh, talking about courses all the time. So in the end, if you want help, it's there. If not, no big deal. But yeah, I would, I'd like to get over a thousand in the Facebook group. That's just a, just a good number. So on top of that, uh, what do we got today? Uh, what should we hit first? Let's just first talk about buy now, pay later. This generation or this era's layaway. Uh, I've shown you some examples, right? I talked about courtside seats for a Warriors game. Uh, the fact that you were paying $6,000 over the course of a year for a $2,000 ticket. These are, of course, round numbers. But these these uh, buy now, pay later are just the latest trick to keep you in the rat race. It may feel good at the moment. You may feel good sitting courtside for a few hours. And then every 12 months, you're going to be sending in a $500 check to pay for that. So I hope you took lots of pictures and you can pull up those pictures as you write those checks. Buy now, pay later is not your friend. Um, so yeah, that's just... And I just realized, so I did some research on a firm who is the largest, at least I believe the largest, um, buy now, pay later. Interest rates, 30%. Up to 30%. These are called point of sale loans. I don't want to hear about it. 
you, you know, people get buy now, pay later, and then they are upset that they have too much month and not enough money. Folks, we're doing it to ourselves. We are, we are making financial decisions that keep us in the rat race. My, uh, get your money right course, that $99 one, it, one of the exercises that you have to do is try to figure out how your gross income translates to discretionary dollars. And a lot of you, you don't have discretionary dollars, right? Your, I did this exercise with one family. I think they were making $200,000, about 200 grand. We'll use round numbers. $200,000 sounds like a lot until you realize they have $6,000 of discretionary income. That is 3%. The other 97% of their income is committed before they work one minute of one hour of one day of one week. If you are living essentially on a discretionary dollars, a 3% of your income, your life sucks. Your life sucks. And unfortunately, not enough of you are doing the math. A lot of this financial education, a better financial future, ultimately financial freedom comes down to doing the math. Some of us, myself included, needed to be virtually slapped in the face about how stupid, idiotic, dumb I was being with money. I had zero freedom dollars or discretionary income or whatever you want to call it when I was 30 years old. I spent it all and then some. If a lot of you are wondering why you're not getting ahead, buy the course, do the math. Do the math. Then there are fun exercises like choices that I've taken all my experts through that was really eye-opening. And yeah, yeah, anyways, pretty crazy. Yeah, I just have a big, I have a big, it just hits me wrong, this uh, buy now, pay later thing, because I think it is going to just crush people. It's, it's, you know, today's version of payday loans, uh, which have finally been kind of reined in at some level. So, yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, don't forget about Christmas. I've been talking about this a lot. Uh, a lot of folks, what are you guys doing back there? Man, my dogs like to make noise. Anyways, uh, Christmas, again, what they're saying now is if stuff doesn't show up at the docks six weeks before, which puts us in about Thanksgiving or about, wow, about four or five weeks from now, it's not going to make the store shelves. So do yourself a favor. Buy early. I've mentioned this a few other times. Or, you know what? Instead of making Christmas about stuff, maybe make it about experiences. Right? Figure out something to do together as a family. Make it a service. Make it something. I don't know. Let's reimagine Christmas, perhaps. Next thing up, we have employees striking back. I've been telling you that this is our wage cycle a la the 1970s and unions are flexing their muscle as they should. Unions are um, funded by the employees uh, and unions are standing up. They have the power. We have not enough employees. Uh, if, if unions ever wanted to uh, flex their muscle and get good or great things for their constituents, I guess. Now is the time. 
You have John Deere on strike 10,000. You have Kellogg's on strike 1,400. You have California healthcare workers going out, airline employees threatening, Hollywood workers threatening. Uh, so lots of this stuff is going on. Again, if you are a union and you feel like uh, management has been taking advantage of you or not giving your constituents their fair share, now is the time. It just is, folks. Not enough employees asking for overtime seven days a week. It is uh, unions. If you want to go get your employees some more money, some more benefits, now is the time. Expect unions to flex their muscle a lot the next 12 months. Frankly, as they should, uh, which of course will lead to wage inflation, which will lead to co- uh, higher prices and inflation, and a la the 1970s. It is so obvious. And if you know anything about the 1970s, because I've done the research, wages drive real estate, not interest rate. Wages drive real estate. This is very, very interesting. Um, did you know? Right, we talked about 4.3 million people quitting in September. This number surprised me. Guess how many workers quit before having their next job lined up? Take a guess. This is, uh, it's a, I was shocked by this number. 800,000 or about 20% of the people that quit, quit with no job lined up. You only do that, folks, for one of a couple of reasons. One, you just, you have a moment like I did where you're like, crazy stuff. Two, um, you are so confident that you can get a job somewhere else because your industry is hiring left, right, and center. Or three, you have financial reserves and maybe you want to take the last year, last part of the year off. Uh, This is interesting times. And yes, I might have quoted wrong for a number of people that quit. I don't think it's 4.2. I think it's 3.6 million. I'm going from memory, so maybe it was 3.6 for the quarter. But yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, next up, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Bitcoin looks like Bitcoin is going to have an ETF. If you don't know, sometime last October or November, I, I put some money in crypto, a whopping 1% of my net worth. But I'm curious what you think. I'm not a Bitcoin trader, crypto investor. I'm simply an insurance holder. But I'm curious, what do you think that a Bitcoin approved ETF means? One, is it just another way that Wall Street screws the little guy and makes some money? Probably. Uh, Does a ETF approved by the SEC give Bitcoin more... I don't know, stature, more evidence that it's real? Maybe. Does it uh, kind of spread the buy the news, sell the rumor, right? There's been rumors of, um, you know, a Bitcoin ETF coming. Maybe that is why the Bitcoin ran up and now people sell after it's released. Don't know. Just curious. What do you think? What do you, if you know anything about it, let me know. If you don't, no worries. I'm not. I'm not a crypto guy, but I do have a, an insurance policy. So what do you think a Bitcoin ETF means? Leave comments below. I'd love to hear. Uh, I don't track it enough to really have an opinion other than the fact that I'm sure Wall Street will find a way to make a lot of money and screw the little guy. That's kind of it's kind of what they do, right? So yeah, love to hear what you think. I saw an interesting stat from Porsche. 
right? Porsche was one of those cars I thought about as a teenager, right? Because they were fast and looked cool. Uh, I did not realize that uh, Porsche had an electric car. Who knew? I didn't know. Clearly don't. Clearly not a car guy. But apparently Porsche has an all-electric vehicle called the Taycan. And I'm probably mispronouncing that, but I took a shot. It actually outsold the legacy or flagship gas-powered 911. That, I don't know, that, that shocked me. That just shocked me. So again, uh, the move to EV or electric vehicles is real. And even if, if Porsche is selling more electric cars than their traditional gas-powered 911s, I don't know. That's, uh, that, you got to take notice. You got to take notice, I think. Uh, another thing going on is we are looking at this whole jobs picture. Remember, we talked about where'd all the 5 million jobs go. We had 3.6 million folks retire. We had women leave the worst force. We had families going down to single workers versus dual. The other thing to realize is the, um, the, the collection of U.S. workers, we have $2.7 trillion in excess savings. A lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us were saving those stimulus checks and, and whatnot. Uh, so there's a lot of cash reserves so that they can certainly hold on, likely through the end of the year, uh, could explain one of the reasons as well for why we uh, don't have this missing $5 million. Uh, and then uh, lastly, Alcoa, one of the earnings announcements that I didn't talk about uh, in the week is uh, blew out their numbers. Alcoa, if you don't know, they are an aluminum producer. And they basically said, we have all the pricing power and... Um, we're going to raise prices, and lo and behold, they blew it out. So lastly, I want to talk about Boise. Uh, Boise is one of those markets that I've actually called for kind of being stretched. Uh, Matt, the, um, Matt the Lumberjack did as well. Uh, there's obviously a channel out there that's talking about a full-fledged Boise crash of 20 to 40%. I talked to a Boise real estate agent or broker yesterday. So what I did yesterday afternoon is I went out and did the research. I didn't want to look at a graph and go, hey, look, one metric explosion. So I went back to 2019. I got some Boise stats, and then I got some stats on Boise that are happening today. Uh, so without question, Boise has had an impressive run. Boise market, this is specifically Ada County, I think, ADA, Ada County, where Boise is. In 2019, December of 2019, pre-anything COVID, uh, their median house price was $350,000. Uh, and, um, you know, they were, uh, they're a lot more now, which we'll get into momentarily. Some things that you need to know about Boise, which really set it up for explosive growth. I did not know this until I did the research. Up until January 2019, this is amazing. Up until January 2019, Boise had 51 months in a row of sales below year-on-year numbers. So January 2019 was the first month that was above 2018, right? So there were 51 months in a row where Boise was slowing down. That is that is the embers, the foundation for what has become and come the explosive growth. And unless you do the work, you would never know that. That is four years of slowing down in Boise. 
Something else to realize that in 2019, new homes made up 32% of the market, new sales. Uh, that was up from 14% the year before. So again, it, not only is the market slowing down, but it's picking up in new homes not existing. Again, why Boise may have exploded in the last couple of years. Here is something that is amazing. Boise uh, had 50-year record for unemployment. Uh, it was 3.6%, and we'll talk about what it was, what it is now in a minute. And of course, mortgage rates in 2019 were 3.6%, and of course, they have gone lower. Here are some important things to note. Inventory in Boise in December of 2019 were 1,631 homes. Remember that number. It'll be important later. The average days on market, 49 days. They sold a whopping 823 homes uh, in Boise, uh, which was, oh, by the way, a 16% increase. So this is the foundation of which Boise's explosive growth has happened. So now if we fast forward to 2021, just for the record, median home sales price in Ada County is now 534. So what was it before? I wrote it down. 350 to 534, that is 180 grand rough and tough. Clearly clearly impressive. Guess what they had uh what should we do first? So let's see. Yes, so we'll do new home sales. So new home sales in the month of September uh, had 1,249 homes for sale. Remember what they were in 19, 1631. So they are 30% below 2019. Oh, by the way, get this. September um, 2021, when you go year on year, so it would be September 2020, uh, new homes for sale are up 165%. That means homes for sale in September of 2020 were something like 400, 380. I'm just doing that math in my head. So again, when you have, let's call it 400 homes for sale in a market uh, where you usually have, uh, what is it, 1,600 that is one of the reasons you get explosive growth. Uh, remember days on market in 2019? 49 days. Days on market, September 2021, 17. Oh, by the way, 17 days on market is a whopping 21% higher than the previous month. So they went from 14 days on market to 17 days on market. Does this sound like a crash Month supply, 1.5. And this is after a 10% increase in inventory. Here's the deal. Population growth in Ada County explains a lot of this. Ada County grew 23,890 people. Just California, California buyers moving to Boise, 10,000 and 73 or roughly 40% of that number. Again, you have 23,000 people move in and you have 1,200 homes for sale. And 40% of them come from high-priced California. 
This is crazy. Uh, Javier said, I look like a Backstreet Boy. Wow, that's very, very nice of him to be name calling. That's, uh, that's cool. Uh, and again, so again, Ada County has a whopping 1,200 homes, but they have 23,000 new people. Do the math, buddy. Now, lastly, let's talk about the labor market. Labor market in uh, Ada County specifically uh, was at a record low at 3.6. It has gone lower. It is now 2.9. And again, we're talking about a labor force of only 310,000 people. Boise is a small market that was simply not ready for high net worth California investors to move in. That explains what is going on in Ada County. Yes, inventory is up. Yes, price drops are up. Yes, days on market are up. I'm sorry, folks. If you go from 14 to 17 days on market, that is uninteresting, especially when the market was 49 days pre-crisis. Folks that are doing the doing these crash videos and talking about 20 or 40 percent, they they have a script. They have they get paid a penny every time you click on this. So anytime you watch one of these channels that are preaching fear, realize every time you watch one of them their videos, you are giving them a penny. They have learned that you click on scary videos. So I don't think we should reward people for doing uneducated, fear-mongering videos. If you want to talk about Boise crashing, go do the work. Compare 2019 with 2021. You will see that the market is extremely different. Migration, unemployment, interest rates are lower. There is just so much going on. So I stand by my comment that Boise will slow down. It is already slowing down. Boise will not crash 40%. That's what the numbers say. Love to know what you think. Again, uh, we need to stop rewarding creators who run the standard script. Get a pretty chart. Make it look scary. Hey, they're going to keep doing it. They will keep doing it until they don't get paid. It's that simple. And again, for the channels out there that are calling people names, whatever. Be better than that. All right, everybody. Take care of yourself. Have a wonderful day. I have a surprise guest at 8 o'clock because uh, Laura Morby is out enjoying her time So, uh, with her family. I think they're in Chicago this week. So take care of yourself. Have fun.